we listen to the art of pain and we're going to get into it this week on dropping sunday Hey, hey, welcome to Dropping Sunday. I'm one of your hosts, Seth. And I am your other host, Andrea. And in case you didn't know, uh, Dropping Sunday is a semi-reverent look at Christian pop culture. Just a couple of notes. We are not here to uh, get you saved. We're also not here to tick you off, although either of those things could happen. And if they do, we would really like you to let us know. Yes, this is definitely a, a podcast by Christians for Christians, but you don't need to believe to belong. Andrea, how's your heart? It's great. Yes. The sun is shining. I think it's supposed to be sunny for like at least a week. Yeah. Like a full week. I'm excited. I'm, I'm very excited. I'm so I'm so stoked about the sun finally coming out. You know, I don't love how hot it is in my office right now. Right now, I'm not thrilled about that. Oh, yeah. It's like 150 <laughs> degrees right now. I know it is. Yeah. Which is why I'm kind of glad that we're still self-isolating, and I'm over here in yeah. my apartment where it's cool. Yeah, no, listen, we're all going to be able to like, get back together, but Andre's going to be like, hey, I kind of enjoyed that remote recording thing where I didn't have to be in a sauna. Kind of worked. <laughs> kind of worked for me. Wasn't a bad, wasn't a bad thing. Yeah. Wasn't yeah. a bad thing. <laughs> So that's good. That's good. Well, we do How's have your heart. Seth? Yeah, you, yeah. Hey, thank you so much for asking. It's uh, it's going, it's yeah. going fine. It's fine. I'm, I'm pulling going to pull an Andrea this it's week. It's fine. Yeah. Nothing, nothing that's too fine. exciting going on. I think we've hit a good routine. That's going to feel like a routine for about three more hours. And, and, and then, and then it's a rut again. <laughs> we know how this goes. We're, yes. It's quarantine rules, baby. We're doing fine. I mean, listen, this has been a very interesting week for me because I've been so distracted, like like working-wise. I've had to really work hard. I'm. They're working on a plan for us to start coming back into the office. Okay. And so I think I've got maybe one more week, two more weeks of working from home, and then I can be around people again. Oh, that... You're 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 bubbling over with excitement. I can literally see it I am. Over, over the Zoom call. <laughs> I, I like being around people. I mean, listen, I just I do. So it'll be interesting. They they debuted on our staff call on Monday some uh, face shields that we may have to wear <laughs> that will leave a nice line across my forehead. Real excited about those. But other than that, yeah. So anyway, it's had me a little a little distracted this week. There's got to be plans in the in the works by all over the high end designers for something stylish when it comes to facial coverings, right? Come on. I sure hope so. If I was at all trendy, by the way, if you've ever met me, you know I'm not. If I was at all trendy, I'd try to figure <laughs> something out, but I just don't I don't have that. That's, I don't have that. No, I don't either. So, well, um, we, uh, we we do have a, a special guest here with us uh, all, all the way from yeah. <laughs> all the way from the other end of this Zoom call. <laughs> 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 We've got Danny Cooper in the house. What's going on, Danny? What up? What up? What up? Hey, Danny. It's good to see you. <laughs> Yo. it's good to see your face. It's good to be here with you guys hanging out. I mean, I've seen y'all faces before, but. <laughs> Like to listen to y'all's voices, <laughs> and now I get to be here and listen yeah. to the voices and see the faces at the same time. 
works out. Absolutely. I don't know if everybody who maybe downloaded this show was aware. Danny had a new EP that dropped yesterday called The Art of Pain. Oh, it's so good. It's so good. And we're going to so review it here in just a minute. But before we do, we kind of get got to get caught up on some some of these current events that are going on. Uh, if I know anything about Andrea, uh, Beth Moore tweeted. <laughs> oh, actually, you know what? <laughs> it wasn't a Beth Moore tweet that oh, I had no. this week. Thank you very much. I need to get another tweet um, that has like stripers to hell with the devil. And that, you know, <laughs> so we know it's not a Beth Moore tweet because it's easy. <laughs> It's either the Holly, of course, or it's or to hell, hell with, the, with devil. the devil. Well, this one, it's really not even a super Christian tweet. It's just a tweet from a Christian person that I follow. Okay. Yeah. And it seems appropriate since we're on a Zoom call doing our show today. Uh, this is from John Acuff, who wrote the book uh, Christ, uh, Stuff Christians Like. Okay. And I think, I think he's doing like a new release sometime this year, which will be like a re-release of his book, because that was back in like 2011, and I think they're doing a re-release. And it's going to be, I may have to buy it, because it's really funny. But he he wrote <laughs> he wrote a tweet this week uh, that says, Confession, I spend 90% of my time on Zoom calls staring at my own face. I had no <laughs> idea. He said, I had no idea how captivating I was before Zoom. Do I look grumpy right now? Is my hair out of control? Should I nod knowingly at something someone just said, or do a little laugh? And you guys, I spend 90% of my week on Zoom calls right now. And yes, I spend it looking at myself. It's well, it's true. Yeah, I'm laughing so hard because I can relate. Maybe I should be embarrassed, <laughs> but it's the truth. It's the truth. Yeah, I wonder how my employees manage having Zoom meetings with me because I'm like, y'all can probably tell that I'm not even looking at y'all. <laughs> I'm not paying any attention to you. I'm checking my hair. We started using uh, Teams, Microsoft Teams, uh, just because we already had it set up. Mm -hmm. And uh, and now what I've started doing is actually just calling my employees with video calls, like a, like a FaceTime call, but with no warning, you know? And <laughs> But I'm just I'm just calling them up and just it's my face and they have the option of whether or not they can turn on their camera and most of the time they never do, but uh, I'm I'm calling it corn. I think that it's rude. Like if you do a FaceTime call to somebody without like letting them know you're going to do it, that's like just walking in their front door without knocking. You know what I'm saying? That's so rude. <laughs> it's, it's really rude. But didn't even answer. Quarantine rules, baby. It's quarantine rules. <laughs> <laughs> what you up here doing? Let me see. <sighs> Turn the camera on. Uh, but no, they never, ever mm. turn their camera on. And when they do, you can tell they've rushed to do something. Like, oh, hold on real quick. Um, I've got one employee <laughs> who just doesn't care. And she'll be like, yeah, that's cool. I'm in a sweatshirt. And it's got mustard stains on it. I don't care. I'm like, I, I, you I might be care. my favorite. It is what it is. Listen, that whole first week of working from home, I don't think I did my makeup once. It took a week for me to to get into that routine. Of like getting up and doing my like fixing my hair and, and I think I think Andrea's mom actually told you, Hey, you're doing a podcast, you should like put on some makeup. Which was weird. <laughs> she, she did. Oh, <laughs> Andrea's it, mom doesn't like it when she goes out without makeup on. <laughs> apparently, even when you stay in, I suppose. Yep. It's the truth. Well, I mean, there's that whole there's that whole thing of like face for radio. I mean, like it's a face for podcast. You don't need to I mean 
You don't gotta look cute. No, no. <laughs> I saw a story this week of a man in a in a nursing home whose wife had, pa- had passed away. I don't know how long ago, but he slept every night with her picture. And one of the nurses had her picture printed onto a pillow so he could have that instead of like a hard framed picture. Listen, I've been cooped up too long and everything makes me cry. And I was like, that's that's too much. Like his face when she gave him the pillow and he saw that his wife, it was too much. I can't deal with that. Oh, it was a video you saw? It was a video. Yeah, I think I saw. it was on Facebook. And on the news, it's been everywhere. Danny, do you have a a, a pillow with a with your wife's picture on it? <laughs> uh, no, I do not. Oh, <laughs> I do have a smiley face pillow though that I sleep with. <laughs> of course, you do. His wife was his wife isn't alive anymore. Wait, what? No, <laughs> not yours. No, oh, your wife. Your wife is alive. <laughs> We're not breaking second. news. We're not breaking news right now. <laughs> Whoa! Oh, jeez. <laughs> You guys, <laughs> that's hilarious. Too much. Um, for those of you who are who are big Candace Cameron Beret fans, big big uh, fans of Full House, uh, Hope Rising was a <laughs> like a like a Live Aid that was done, but for Samaritan's Purse Ministries, and yeah. so you had uh, there were Kurt, a ton of people on a there. lot of people. Um, TD Jakes, Mercy Me for King and Country, uh, Casting Crowns. Oh, uh, did you ask about Natalie Grant? She was there. And then, of course, you know if Natalie Grant's going to do something, there's going to be a little little hanger on, a little dingleberry hanging on to Natalie Grant. (laughs) Who is that? (laughs) Danny Gokey. That Danny Gokey. (laughs) That's right. That's right. Uh, Friend of the show, Priscilla (laughs) Schreier, was there. Um, BFF of the show, for (laughs) sure. I say friend of the show because I met her one time and that's it. She's never been on the show. I apologize. One time. We've talked about her several times. Um, 10th <laughs> Avenue North, uh, which I'm pretty sure they're, they're, this might have been their last concert because I think they were breaking up. So, I mean, just uh, just quite a few people were there and they were able to <laughs> uh, raise $1.6 million for Samaritan's Purse, which has uh, been operating field hospitals in northern Italy and New York City during this uh, COVID-19 crisis. So, uh, just, incredible. just amazing, just amazing that uh, that believers are stepping up and putting their money where their mouth is, and I, that that's awesome. Somebody who wasn't at this concert was Michael W. Smith. Really? I don't think he was. I didn't see him on there, but he has been doing his own worship around the world concerts. It might be on his like his Instagram page where he's just gonna sit down and just be a worship leader for a little bit. That's cool. So we can check that out. One of the songs that you know he's been doing is Waymaker. Have you heard his version of Waymaker? I have. What about you, Danny? You you, you a huge Michael W. Smith fan? <laughs> okay, so uh, he has... <laughs> what am I doing here? I think he's more Stevie Curdy Chappy. Oh, honestly, Stevie. that's probably who he voted for in our, our uh, Facebook poll the other day. I, I mean, he's... So. Listen... I get it. I, I, well, let's not. Okay, we can't do that whole show again. But but we definitely could. Um, he he has a new version. Uh, I am a Carmen fan, dude. Really? That drop was ready to go. <laughs> I love me some who's in the house. I know who's in the house. That's I'm sorry, Seth. Continue. All right, back on back on track. So we get we uh, Miley Smith's Waymaker. His version of Waymaker has made the top 10 
in uh in the on the billboard chart. No. What's crazy about nice. it is that Leland's version of Waymaker is still there. So we have two different versions of Waymaker on on the Billboard top charts. It's a good song. I, I'm just saying one of them probably needs to move over for one of these new singles from Danny. That's that's all I know. Hey. Yeah, for sure. Come on. Hey. Come on. But you are probably going to have to fight uh Kirk Franklin <laughs> off of it too. <laughs> Yeah, that's not gonna happen. Well, okay, well, Ooh, no time soon. Franklin should do a version of Waymaker. It would be so good. Wouldn't that be awesome? Everything okay. he touches, man. Okay, I'm gonna do Kirk Franklin's version of Waymaker. You ready? <laughs> yes. All right, here we go. Oh. <laughs> huh. For all those out there who thinks he hasn't made a way, <laughs> get ready and here it comes. He's a Waymaker. Waymaker. Miracle work. Promise keeper. Promise keeper. Oh, come on! Light and the darkness. What's his name? My God, that is who you are. What's his name? There we go. There we go. Y'all can sample that and put it over anything. Impressive. I'm, I, I guys, guys. I also Listen. had to. I also had to like uh, stand on my knees so I could. That way, I'd only be a little bit taller than him. Um, Stop it. But he, the the virtual choir thing has been has gotten big. I mean, everybody's doing these virtual choirs and, uh, you know, you know that Kirk Franklin's not going to be left out of it. Right. Oh yeah. I saw his actually yesterday. Yeah. That's what was nice. Yeah. I had Fantasia in it, right? Uh-huh. I'm going to let you guys know, if y'all didn't know, the song I Smile is the theme song for Quarantine Life, y'all better, y'all better ask somebody. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. It's so good. Hold, hold on okay, a second. Okay, okay. Oh, yeah. Tyrese came in, boy. It's so good. It's so it's so solid. I mean, it's no to art of pain, but it's still pretty good. I mean, I still listen to it. I still you know what I'm saying? Speaking of Natalie Grant and Danny Goki, have oh. you been do you follow Natalie Grant on Instagram? Any um, chance? I used to, but then I kept being like, Would you also like to follow Danny Goki? And I was like, No, delete. <laughs> Well, she has been doing, she and her producer, incredibly talented piano player husband, Bernie Herms, have been doing a song a day since the whole quarantine started. And the other day, she had a special guest on there with her. Carmen. No. Carmen. I can't. (laughs) It was was Danny Gokey. They did the prayer with six feet in between them. And let me just tell you, we rag on Danny Gokey. But they sounded incredible. Did, did he sing it in Italian? He did. He did? He did. He sang his part in Italian. Oh, yes. He, yeah, because he had to. That's right. I'm sorry. I forgot. He's the one that has to do his part in Italian. Right. She don't have to because yeah. she Natalie Grant. Got it. Got she it. She don't right, have right, to. Right, right. 
Yeah, and yeah. so the the part that they do uh, as a duet that normally Celine Dion and Andrea Bocelli sing in Italian, they did in English. But you know what? It was still good. I watched it the other night. And, and listen, if you guys just need uh, your soul ministered to, go watch her song a day. She's got like 30-something of them. And they're so good. They're so good. And her husband is... So incredibly talented on piano, and they're doing all these like mashups and incredible arrangements, and it's so good. Did you find it? Are you gonna play some of it? I found Smile. Speaking of Smile, smile oh, though your heart is aching, smile even though it's breaking. When there are All right, listen. She's solid. That's, That's fine. Good stuff. That's fine. Hey, That's good stuff. Andre, it's fine. You, it's you all let right. the beat drop. <laughs> I know. <laughs> so you know what? Uh, you know what made me smile this week, Andrea? What made you smile this week? Yesterday on Spotify and on Google Play, I was able to download my man Danny Cooper, aka To Paper Boy. On. AKA. Apparently, he's got lots of names. He's that got we didn't so many. About. Tell me some of your names, Danny. Okay, they. I mean, it's only like three, so it's like AKA the Paperboy, AKA the Young Grasshopper, AKA Young Simba. Young Simba. Oh, I like it. I like, dude. Young Simba. Uh, don't, dude. Don't, don't get, don't get me started on anything Disney related. Come on, man. Um, <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. I know you're a Disney nut, man. Come on, come on. But this, this album, <laughs> nut. I like Art, that. The Art of Pain. It's, it's so good. I, I want to just, I just want to let you know that this first song, we interrupt these programs. When this came on, I was like, hold on, hold on. Are we under attack right now? What's going on? What's going on? Like, I love, I love that warning sound. Because to me, it was like, oh, and the fact the title, like the title of that first track is Something's Different. I was like, this is going to get good. This is going to get real good. So it's about to go down. T- tell me a little bit about this project, where where you came from. Because, you know, the last project that I, that I had from you, it honestly, it, it got me to go work out. You know what I'm saying? I, 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 <laughs> right, right. I, I'd get out. I'd put on my, put on my running shoes and I'd go run and I'd go lift. Right. I mean, and I felt like that project had kind of a very specific theme to it. This project feels like it's got a completely different theme altogether. Yeah, definitely is. Um, well, you t- so you're talking about train hard, obviously, right? Yeah. So from train hard to now, a lot, a lot of stuff has changed. Um, when you started writing this album, where were you as far as your headspace when you started writing the album? For me, um, about a year and a half ago, I kind of started looking at my approach towards my craft differently. I, I, I actually came across this video on YouTube that said why, and this might cause some controversy, but like, why Christian movies suck. That was the name of the video. Hey, we might have had an episode or two about. <laughs> we talked about that before. Yeah, <laughs> Don't you I, worry. I, I, I've heard. Yeah, I've heard you guys talk about like you know Toby Mac and Cheese. Shout out yes. to Julie. Yeah. <laughs> Stuff like that. So, <laughs> so I came across this video called you know Why Christian Movies Suck. So I was like, huh. I mean, you know, see what this dude talking about. So, um, you know, I sat there and listened to what he was talking about, and man, it started to make so much sense. And uh, I mean, his basic premise was the fact that when Christians get a hold of art, 
their only focus is to push an agenda and not create good art. And um, it, it really, it really rocked me because, like I said before, I was questioning my approach to uh, rapping. Um, my dad taught me ever since, like I was, I first started, like every song that I write needs to have like a 45 minute message <laughs> attached to it. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I'm saying. Yeah. But then there came a time where I became an adult and I started going through some real stuff and having some real struggles and my heart didn't match the lyrics I was writing. And so that's where, you know, I started to question the approach and I realized, you know, a lot of the music that I was writing was, you know, the stuff that I felt like I was supposed to write versus how I really felt and looking at, you know, art, the arts in general. The arts are all about expression and I wasn't expressing myself. So I'm really I'm really happy about this project, man, because I am expressing how I feel and it could change later. It can, you know, morph and all that type of stuff. But right here, right now, like this project is a snapshot of where I'm at in life, you know, emotionally, mentally, all that type of stuff. So. you know, I went to a Christian college and then I started working in the church and everything else like that, that it, it wasn't until probably like I was in my thirties when I started actually struggling with, okay, hold on. I know everything in my head and I feel everything in my heart, but for some reason there's just like a disconnect. And I feel like everything that I'm doing has this, this cloud over it, that it has to be mission focused. And like, so I can't even go to Taco Bell without it being mission focused. You know, everything that I do has to be mission focused. I mean, yeah, I mean like kind of similar to you, like I used to be on staff at, at our church or our church. Yeah. And, um, and so like when I, when I, um, you know, resigned and started working a quote unquote secular job, it's like all of our conversations didn't revolve around like theological debates and stuff like that. So you kind of have to figure out how to like really connect with people who don't have the same, you know, understanding of faith and maybe even have the opposite, you know, all that type of stuff. But it's like at the end of the day, they're still people and we're still called to love them. So we have to figure out a way to connect with them on their le- on some level. You know what I'm saying? It's not even right. their level. It's just on a level other than theological truths or, mm-hmm. you know, the Bible, stuff like that, yeah. the religion. It's, it's a different different world. Yeah. <laughs> and re- referencing back to kind of what you had talked about, Danny, that, that YouTube video. By the way, if give us a shout out. If a YouTube video has ever changed your life, raise your hand because my, my <laughs> hand is also raised. Um, But that idea of like art being secondary to the agenda. Um, I remember when I was 17 years old, I was in a, I was in a high school rock band. I mean, just a garage, garage band, you know, and we played a battle of the bands and our final song, what we, we played a cover of Dave Matthews all along the watchtower, which was Dave Matthews cover of a Jimi Hendrix song that Bob Dylan wrote. So, I mean, there was a lot of goodness in there that we were able to pull from (laughs) three different versions and we made it our own. We had a good time. And, uh, you know, objectively we had fun. I'm not going to say it was great, but it wasn't terrible. We, you know, we hit, we hit the notes. We did what we were supposed to. And, uh, I just remember uh, a youth leader who was there because his son was participating in something else came up and he was like, ah, you guys did so good. And I was like, thank you. And he goes, man, how great would it have been if your last song had been a worship song and you could have given glory to God through all that? Ouch. And I was like, oh, that's, that's not what this is. (laughs) 
And, uh, and he goes, yeah, but none of those songs are Christian. And I said, yeah, um, none of those songs can ask Jesus into their hearts. So I don't know how those songs would be Christian to begin with. Uh, Classic um, Seth. Cla- listen, even at 17, I'm still full of vinegar. Um, but Full of something. Yeah, right. It wasn't until way later that I, you know, understood that that idea of Deus ex machina, where it's like God through the machine. It's this idea of like the these Greek plays that all of the uh, all the problems of the world would be there. You would see in the play every disaster would happen, and then by machine they would actually lower down one of the gods to step into the situation and make everything right, and then the play would be over. And that's arguably the most boring type of drama because you know what the end is going to be. A deity is going to step into the situation and fix it. That's that. That's it. Unfortunately, we live our lives in the middle of the drama, not at the end of it. And so sometimes the, the mm. most interesting thing that we can do is actually say, okay, we don't see the deity in here. How do we keep walking forward in here, right? Is this that Deus ex machina? Do we do we do we have to wait for the machine to shove God down our throats, or can we live our lives as they are and experience Him as we go? Because things aren't always rosy and peachy, you know. And I'll just be honest with you, Danny. When I heard this album, especially in that first in that first <laughs> that first lyric when it says, "You got to listen to the sound of a grown man." Like that sounds to me like somebody, and you even say it later on, like you got to hear, you, you, you can't hear this song unless you've been through something, right? right like right, right. there's something there mm-hmm. that's, that, that's a few, a few songs in, but this idea of like, okay, there's been some maturing and there's been some growing up that's happened since, since the last time you heard me. So you need to understand that something's different. And so, I mean, do you want to speak to, you know, anything that was kind of going on in your life at the time, whenever, you know, the things that kind of made you mature? Yeah, I mean, so, I mean, similar to y'all, like, I grew up in church my whole life. Uh, My mom got radically saved whenever she was, you know, pregnant with me. And so I can remember, you know, being, uh, you know, like, four, five years old up at the church in the middle of the night, like, running around in the pews and, like, playing while my mom was cleaning the church. And so my whole life has been church Church, 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 church. That's not, a, I don't, I say that like it's a bad thing, but it's not a bad thing, but it comes with its own set of struggles. Let's say that. So, you know, when my mom and dad got married, you know, my dad got, you know, radically saved. And, you know, so we were just this great little church family. And I grew up in St. Louis, Missouri, you know, in the middle of the hood, though. And I was kind of like, you know, an anomaly, right? Like I was one of the few people in my, um, you know, circle who had both parents in the house. Wow. And I was the only child at that time. I didn't have a lot of, you know, um, things to share my time and toys and all that type of stuff with. So I say all this stuff to kind of say, like, my life had kind of been cushy Mm. for a long time. Like, I didn't really have any major issues. My parents took care of me. They loved me. You know, I was in church. I learned about God. I was volunteering in church all the time. So, like, things were really... Like, chill. Then, you know, I became an adult, grown up, you know, get married, uh, have kids of my own. And um, we hit some, like, financial struggles. And for the first time, like, I was just kind of like, are things going to be okay? You know what I'm saying? Like, my whole life, I kind of knew things were okay because, oh, yeah, God, he takes care of us. He takes care of us. But, like, it's my parents that were taking care of me. 
you know, God or God through my parents. But when I stepped out on my own, man, and like started like hitting that first little struggle, I had a client that uh, stiffed me for a check. I think it was like twenty seven hundred dollars. Wow. Uh, check bounced after I had paid bills and everything with it. You know, that made our account go negative. And so for a little bit, a little bit of time, like we almost didn't have no money. So that was a struggle in and of itself. And it like made me mad. And the, the most unfortunate thing about it is like the dude was a pastor. Mm-hmm. So. You know, that really, like, struck a chord with me. Like, we, we endured that season and stuff like that. Then December of 2017, I want to say, 2017, December, I'm um, down here, and I get a phone call, and I uh, find out that my, one of my, like, closest cousins was murdered. Mm. And so, like, that, you know, that rocked me. My dad and I and my family, like, we went up to the funeral that uh, December, and uh, we came back. And then January, February, March, April. And April, unexpectedly, my dad dies. You know, I'm at work. He like when he travels for work and stuff like that, and he was in town and uh he was staying at my house and that morning I seen him and I, you know, told him, talk to you later, I love you. And um I, I went to work and when I came home, like his lifeless body was on my living room floor. Mm. And I'm sitting on the edge of the coffee table and my dad's laying on the carpet on the floor, and I'm just looking at him. You know, I had been to funerals, you know, all this other stuff, but to have death so close, and it's like, I just saw you this morning, and now I'm looking at you, lifeless, your eyes all glossed over, not to get too graphic or anything, but like, it really messed with my head, and I'm still, you know, working through it. It's just, it's, tr- it's a traumatic experience. So that's that's about when you started this this um, project, right? Is that when you started working on this project? Yeah, I had started on the project a little bit before that. Okay. So like right around the time, like that December is like when my um, cousin passed away, and I had wrote this, a song called Night Shift Remy. And in that song, that was like the first time I was just like, you know, I'm just gonna talk about how I feel, you know. And I was telling you how I was going through that transition of like approaching music. And that was the first time I ever wrote, you know, oh, man, like it'll mention God, but this song isn't necessarily about God. You know what I'm saying? So that was the first time that happened. And that song, you probably weren't quoting fundamentalist reformers. Yeah. No Martin, Martin Luther, John Calvin, you know, Spurgeon, none of those guys. Not this time. (laughs) Did did you quote them previously? Oh, yeah. (laughs) Man, dude, have you heard... Have you heard Train Hard? I'm, I'm just kidding. I'm just messing with you. I know uh, Pastor Josh, he had, um, <laughs> he had approached me one day and he was like, you might be the only rapper I know who like, uh, who did I mention? Um, John Wesley. <laughs> yeah, there it is, John Wesley. That's who it was. John Wesley, yeah. <laughs> it's and he's awesome. like, wait, what? <laughs> Hold up. But yeah. And that's when you oh, said, man. Josh, how many, how many rappers do you know? <laughs> does pastor josh listen to you <laughs> so shout out to pastor josh yeah so this uh so this first this first track on here i mean you can just kind of tell that something's different you grow you've been through something and then when we hit this next song uh, of get it done this is like the first single from the ep right correct so tell me a little bit about this this song who my question is, who used to say to you, get it done? Or who's telling you now to get it done? Who, who's What voice is in your head that, that kind of is <laughs> echoing around? Of course, man. Um, my pops, obviously. Uh, yeah. 
shoot, like every like every everything from here on out is pretty much, you know, inspired by him. But um yeah, my pops used to always like no matter what the situation was, it's like, Oh, you tired, you can rest after that's done. Or your room's not clean, I don't <laughs> care what your excuse is, go get it done. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. <laughs> So I like this track. Julie actually laughed straight up out loud in that part where you were talking to your wife. Oh, snap. (laughs) But what I liked about this also is that in your first, in that first track, when you're like, something's different Uh here, you do, you do give a declaration of your own faith. You're like, Hey man, don't trip. I, I, I still believe. Right. But that was a lyric that kind of jumped out there for me. Let me ask you a question. Yeah. There's a there's a line in there that I don't know if I'm hearing the words right. It says it says homie beside me Jewish. Is that right? But no, no, I said What is it supposed to be? Judas. Ooh. Judas. Well, that, cha- that changes that, <laughs> that changes, changes something. Everything. That changes something. <laughs> <laughs> so I said homies. Oh, I said got homies right beside me found out they Judas. That's why I moved quick. That's but yeah. That, so that kind of explains that line a little bit. I really enjoy Get It Done. It, it's uh, It's got a good beat. And if you were kind of like, no, man, I, I like Train Hard. Like, this has kind of got some yeah. of that throwback. Man, it, it just, it sounds great. It really does. I mean, the, the, the sound it of really this record. Does. I appreciate it. The, the next track on this record is I Don't Know. And mm-hmm. uh, when I first heard this, I texted you. I was like, bro, is that you? Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep, yep. Got a little bit of that sweet auto tune, keeping it right, keeping oh, it yeah. right. A Feel- lot of that auto tune. <laughs> no, no, just a little bit, just a little bit, <laughs> just a little splash. What's up, T Pain? I see you. I see you. Right, so, <laughs> right. Let me ask you, who was so, this song uh, to? Oh, uh, once again, obviously that's you know pops. Yeah, um, yeah, pops all day long. Uh, he, he man, he was. Um, he was a huge supporter. Like I said, like he wasn't perfect. Like he didn't, um, you know, understand a lot of things. But man, like I can never not say that he didn't invest. I said a lot of negatives there. I can never not say that he didn't. <laughs> Hopefully that came out right. But I mean, man, like he was like one, definitely one of my biggest supporters, and in, in just all, all facets. When I played football, when I started getting into music, all these different things, man. And uh, he, he was pushed me and believed in me and 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 that song really just came from a place of like not really even being sure of myself you know like I've been rapping since like I was 18 and sometimes you know you feel like you're not where you want to be or you have not accomplished the things that you want to accomplish yet and so it's like okay well is it just because I'm not good enough or is it this or is it that all these other things and it's just like when I didn't have the belief in myself Pops is still right there at my concerts, right there, you know, investing money and time and effort and all this other stuff. And I appreciate it. And so I noticed when I was listening, there's a progression through the six songs, right? Like it, it sounds like it gets harder. Yeah, no, I would agree with you. Yeah, I would agree with you. What what was it like as you were as you were recording? Was it hard? Like when you're in the studio, when you're when you're writing or when you were recording, was there were there times where you were kind of overcome when you were thinking thinking about what you're about to put out and and 
I mean, you you got really vulnerable in some yeah. of in some of these tracks. Did you ever wonder if you were doing the right thing? Like, did you ever question yourself? Uh, you know, and this and this is I'm not saying this like boastfully, but I kind of just don't care. You know, like yeah. this is just what it is. Because and, and kind of to continue the story from earlier, just about my my childhood, like growing up as a Christian my whole life. This is who I was supposed to be. And I really got good at being who I was supposed to be. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And throughout, you know, my young adult years, I had this just war on the inside of me to just like who people expect me to be, who I'm supposed to be in order to hang around certain people or whatever else. And then really what I, the things that I think about or the doubts that I have or, or struggles that I have and all these other type of things over here. Yeah. I feel like carrying that burden for so long, just when my dad died, that was really the catalyst for, you know, forget it, the mask off. And this is just who I am. Take it or leave it type thing. Honestly, I loved it. I will say I didn't know what to expect. And when I was listening, I was really blown away with the honesty and the vulnerability. And personally, I appreciate it. I think that that is a lot of well, just like you said, a lot of, of Christian art has, it's all about the agenda. And mm -hmm. the truth is you're getting a, you're getting a message out, but you're still being true to yourself and you're still being so honest and vulnerable that it's, it was just really, it was just really nice to hear. I, I just, I, I really, that, Andrew. I really liked it. I really appreciate it. And it just kind of blew me away a little bit. And I mean, to, to your question a little bit earlier, like, it did get harder because on one end, like I said, I don't really care about saving face so much anymore. But on the other end, like, I'm not, like, mean, you know what I'm saying? I don't want to be hurtful, you know what I'm saying? But I want to tell my truth and, and things like that. And, I, and quite honestly, like, there's, there's a few songs that didn't make the EP. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta get this. I gotta get this tracks. <laughs> uh, but they, they'll be on the Art of Pain part two. Oh, oh, look out. <laughs> Seth wants them anyway. <laughs> it's true. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, but uh, man, I appreciate it. And that, and that was my hope, that response. One of the places that I definitely felt your vulnerability is on this next song, Hold Me Down. And, and when you're mm. talking about, you know, not caring and like, you can just tell that this is the this is the track where you're like, I I've cared for so long, and I'm not gonna let anybody hold me down anymore. And and yeah. I feel like there was a conversation where somebody was like, Hey, sorry, I didn't mean to hold you down. And you're like, Dude, you can't hold somebody down that you're not close to, and you were never close to me. Yes, I love, yes, I love Jesus, but please, please do not try me. That's my favorite line of the whole record. <laughs> yes, I love Jesus, but please do not try. I will me. cut you. <laughs> this one I literally wrote down in my notes I can feel the heartbreak mm. is there anything about this song that, that you want to share about like hey this is the history of this or anything else I mean behind the scenes anything so I mean so just off the bat like you have the right point that I was making okay. good it's just like so you know different cultures right so hold me down and hip hop, black, whatever you want to call it, culture is actually like the opposite of what you're thinking, right? Oh, so okay. you're supposed to hold me down. You're supposed to have my back. You're supposed to, you know what I'm saying? So like when you're looking for a wife or something like that, man, get you a girl that's going to hold you down. 
that's gonna like take gotcha. care of stuff when you're not around, blah blah, all that type of stuff. So hold me down is actually a good thing. But what I'm saying is you didn't do that. You didn't hold me down. You're supposed to, but you didn't. You weren't there. And basically, so like you said, the history. Not anything, not anybody specifically, but just my experiences with what I do as far as going to churches, performing, volunteering in uh, youth groups, children's ministries, all these different like type of things that I did growing up. And then it was like, when I needed you to be just as hungry for me as you were when you were asking me to do stuff, you weren't there. And a lot of times, like like, like I said, like it's, it's caused me to like sit back and just really evaluate you know, a lot of the things that we do and traditions that we have as Christians and all that type of stuff. One of the things that I noticed is we are very concerned with ministering to as many people as possible. You know, they, we take the scripture, go and make disciples of all nations and um, take the gospel to the ends of the earth. But we get so busy doing that, that when your buddy who used to do ministry with you, alongside of you, is injured and he's hurting and he's questioning his faith, you're so busy trying to minister to everybody else that you're just like, well, sorry, buddy, like, you're not on my level no more. Got to keep going. And they just sit there and watch you run off and you just kind of leave them in the dust. That's at least what it feels like. Yeah. So that's kind of like the premise for that song. Yeah. I think I've used the phrase on the show before, like uh, when you're in ministry, you're a professional Christian, right? Like, yeah. like that's what you get paid to do is be a Christian. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and like, yeah. and so sometimes it's like, man, you're making my job hard. <laughs> and, and you know, I mean, <laughs> listen, I, I've been there. I've been there. I've been there in my real work. I've been there in my ministry work where I'm like, man, you make my job hard, <laughs> it's like, you know? And so you kind of look for the path of least resistance, but by doing so, you might, you might want, not you, obviously not you. If you're listening to you and you're like, oh, I feel conviction. I'm not talking about you, but if you feel <laughs> conviction, maybe, but like, I'm not talking about you. I'm just about one might just kind of forget that that's not the, that's not our commission, you know, that the first commandment is love God. And the second commandment is love other people. Um, and there's not like a one a or two B that says also get paid to do that. Right. And so, right. yeah, I, I hear you, man. So when I say like, I could feel your, your heartbreak there, like I mean it, I wrote that down and then it wasn't until really the next song that it was over that I realized that it was called confessions of a broken heart. Cause I just had the initials. <laughs> and so I didn't know what it was. I love this beginning. See, this the type yeah. of the type of track you listen to when you've been through a lot, man. It's for everybody who done been through something. You can feel my pain. There's something about the beginning of this track, man. I mean, I can just listen to it when it when it drops. It's so good, but I mean, also just the anticipation behind it and the the heartbeat that's underneath. And man, it's mm. it's solid, man. Here, here's the thing. I think that sometimes fire can feel like venom. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like to me, when I heard this, I, I honestly I felt fire. But I didn't. I didn't feel venom. But there are going to be people who hear that, and they're gonna they're gonna hear venom. Oh, you didn't? Did Dang. you want to hear venom? <laughs> <laughs> nah, I kid. I kid. Mostly. Mostly. <laughs> Mostly. <laughs> it's like for me, it's expressing how I feel in hopes that people who relate to it 
can know that they're not alone. Yeah. That there's somebody who feels the same way. And, and like kind of like what I said earlier about I've, I've been to a lot of churches. Yeah. You know, and doing like, you know, my ministry, my, you know, rapping and stuff like that. I've been invited out to a lot of churches. And it's like no matter where I've gone, there's always like this offering of like, hey, you want to be a youth pastor here? Hey, you want to like do this here? Like they just love my personality or whatever it is, or if it's just the anointing of God on me, or whatever whatever we want to call it. But a lot of times I feel like people see that. But when I'm in my lowest of low, I just look around and none of those people are like trying to knock down my door to check and see if I'm okay. Yeah. Not to sound bitter or nothing like that, but like the the day my dad died, the pastor from his church and I guess the assistant pastor or something like that came through and you know they were, you know take my number down take my number down you know what I'm saying like call me if you need anything if you need anything like call me da 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 and I wasn't even really trying to because like I said I've been on staff at a church before so I kind of know like it's kind of what you're supposed to do but I'm like dude I don't go to your church I know you don't care about me that much you know what I'm saying and, and just to be blatant and um. But he was adamant, man. Give me, like, uh, take my number down. Take my number down. Give me your number. Give me your number. Saturday was was the one-year anniversary of my dad passing, and I ain't heard from that dude since. You know what I'm saying? Then I remember, like, my I took my sister on a date, sister-brother date, and we uh, went to the mall. We were walking through the mall, and we saw my dad's pastor in the mall kicking it, as he should be. Like, you know, he can enjoy his life. I'm not saying nothing like that, but just in my head like we, we saw him we waved at him smiled and stuff like that and I was just like and like somewhere deep down inside I was just kind of like you wanted to be here for us but you know where I stay you have the number you have this you have that and like I said before like pastors have a lot of responsibility not to you know not trying to add on somebody who doesn't even go to your church and all that type of stuff so I get it but I guess my thing was like don't promise it like we want to be there for everybody, but we really can't. That's why we have to form those deep relationships instead of trying to sh- form all these wide, shallow relationships. Just as a general thing, I know pastors have their own stuff that they got to do and responsibilities. But like as a general rule, like you leave people hanging because you can't be what they need in in that moment. You know what I'm saying? It's like going back to that first track. I don't need any new friends. My old ones are fake enough. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and it's it's a shock value attached. <laughs> oh, for sure. Um, that track was actually my favorite. I loved the sound, like just from a a purely artistic point of view. I loved the sound of it. Um, but also, I there's so much in there that I think a lot of people can relate to. I I don't think there's a person who has worked for a church, volunteered for a church, or given any time whatsoever to a church that hasn't felt taken advantage of or um, not unappreciated. I I don't think there's a person that hasn't felt that at some point. And, you know, I think that it's, you're you're just, you're putting words to what a lot of people are probably feeling. And I think that's what a lot of people, that's what everyone who who listens is going to appreciate and they're going to hear and they're going to hear your heart behind it and realize, you know, it's not, it's not about venom versus fire as, you know, like Seth was saying, it's just, you're just putting, you're just putting words to what they've felt. But I did, I did wonder, have you had, I don't even want to say backlash, but have you, has, have conversations come out of of this 
project with with people that you know that have heard it, family members well, or friends or anything like that that you No, but I mean I think like everybody who really knows me closely, I tried I kind of try to like reach out and just kind of like forewarn. Like I sat down with my mom and we listened to the tracks mm. because I said I mentioned her make mention of her in a few different places and I explained to her like you know, this is where we were at at the time mm-hmm. when I wrote this. You know, um, since then we've had some healing and all that other type of stuff. Right. Um, but I haven't really had an opportunity to do that with people outside of my close, closest like circles. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Like I kind of sit back and just in some sense don't really want to shield them from it. Like, like if they feel the sting of it, like this is how your actions right. And it's not all about me, but like this is how I feel from from your actions. Maybe just think about it. Yeah. Just think about it. Right. So. Totally. I hope it makes an impact, you know. The thing that kills people is isolation. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, that that's the thing that and it kills people in ministry is when they feel like they're the only people who have ever asked the question. They're the only people mm. who've ever felt like this, but because yeah. they're a professional Christian, they're supposed to be, you know, I'm so glad I learned to trust him and tis so sweet and all this other stuff where, <laughs> where we're just supposed to just trust Jesus and it's going to be okay that there is a heartbreak, that there is a, um, there is a longing, there is sometimes a loneliness that happens in ministry. And so for you to be able to put words to it, sometimes it's just going to be like, oh, I'm not the only person who's felt this. And yeah. and that in and of itself has some healing has it has a bit of a healing balm to it. Absolutely. Um that that I think is going to be beneficial for uh for years to come. Because you know, here's the thing. Art doesn't have to art lives forever. When we make it, like this album's out there, it's on the internet, it'll be there forever, right? Yeah. Even if you try to take it down, tough. <laughs> it's just it's just gonna be there, right? But that that describes where you were at when you wrote it, like you were talking about when you were talking about, you know, laying out with your mom. And people need to know, oh, there is a progression, right? There mm-hmm. is something. It is okay to go through something different. Um, and so I like I said, I mean, I I, I also agree that was um Confessions of a Broken Heart was aesthetically um the most the the most beautiful of all the tracks. Now that doesn't mean I don't like all the other tracks. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying it's, it's just, I, I like, no, I, I, I personally liked it the best. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and, Me too. and I'm, I'm riding that high and then all of a sudden, you know, I just hear a little, <laughs> ah, I'm like, man. is that, is that my Kenny G? What's going on here? We got some saxophone. Oh, oh, goodness. Come on somebody. <laughs> yeah, Easy listening. Listen, and listen, I'm fine as long as there's no like female vocals that are just going to lure me in like a siren pulling me into the rocks. Um, Oh, wait, there's going to be that, too. (laughs) Oh, man. Broken Memories. Man, it's a good it's a good it's a good album, man. The whole album is so good. It is. Thank you, sir. Thank you, ma'am. Yeah, Broken Memories, man. I can't listen to that without without crying. Just because All right, like, well, I'll, it's, I'll pull it so down you can't hear it because I don't want you to cry on the show. <laughs> I mean, yes, I do. That'd be good for ratings. Here we go. Here we go. I was going to say, we've both cried on the show. I've cried twice on this show. <laughs> He's cried more than I have on the show, but we both have cried. Yeah. yeah. I've, I've heard, I've I don't also, know, I'm, I might have missed that one. 
I gotta go back and finish, like, catch up on all of the, because I go, like, sporadically. I'll listen to, like, three podcasts, then I'll go, like, a month without, and then I'm like, oh, I gotta go again. Again, art lasts forever. It's always going to be out there. So, you know, <laughs> whether we want it to or not. Um, so anything about Broken Memories? I mean, this bad boy, man. Whew. This one, this one right here is um, it's, it's my favorite. Like when I listen to it, it's almost as if it's not even me. That's how much I really like this one. And because it's just it's out there. It's my heart on wax, pretty much. Like, yeah, you go from, you know, being a boy and thinking that life is going to be this way. Like, for me, like, it still doesn't even compute. Like I said, yesterday was, you know, the anniversary of my dad being gone. And it just still does not make sense to me because as a kid, think, you know, my dad's going to be here forever, you know? And then, you know, my parents get divorced, he passes, you know, mom remarries, and it's just like, what is going on to my world? You know what I'm saying? Uh, it just it don't make sense, but um, but one of the um, lines that uh, Chastity Latrice, by the way, that's uh, who's on on the course. Oh, she I says, was gonna ask you who who that is. It's so good. Yeah, she's whew, she dope. Um, but um, so what I did was I had my my verses, both of my verses already recorded and ready to go, and I just said, hey Chastity, I need you to just take this and just whatever comes come like just boom. And she sent them up back, and I was like, like when when I heard it back, finalized, I was at work and started sobbing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I just started sobbing, uh, and what I was getting at is like one of the lines that she says in that uh, chorus is, "I don't know if I'll understand, but I trust my world in your hand." Yeah, and. Excuse me. For me, that that was so impactful because going through, you know, the season of, you know, trials and stuff like that and and really like trying to figure out what is this tradition that I've been taught and what is like actual um like God. Like what is actual God? Um but you know that, that you know that there is a God and you know that he loves you. But when you see the things that happen in this world or, you, you know, the things that you have to go through. All the excuses fall flat, like the excuses that we try to offer as Christians, a lot of times, like. They just don't do the trick, like there's holes that can be poked in them. There's it just doesn't it, some things just don't add up. And so for me, it was just one of those things where it was like, man, I'll probably never understand until, you know, this, this life is over. But as long as I'm here, like the safest place for it to be is still in God's hands. And at that point, that was really all that I could, all I could do. You know what I'm saying? Like I couldn't, you know, go out and try to, bring anybody to Christ at the moment. Um, you know, I barely could even like go to church. Every time I was going to church, I like just started crying. Like every time I was at church, I almost didn't even like want to come no more. I was just like, I just, I don't know. And all I could hold on to was like, God, I'm still, I'm still here though. I'm still here with you. I still believe in you. And I believe your son came to save me. 
beyond that, I don't really know what's going on. (laughs) That's good, man. That's so good. Because, I mean, you can see, first of all, not only is every track on this on this record good but this ep man it is um dude it is a work of art collectively you know like the sum of it in and of itself the the journey that the that that you take through each of the through each song to go like okay you've heard you you've heard uh, of my ministry before <laughs> something's different right, right. <laughs> so let's just start off something's different but listen, I I don't know what's going on. I don't know why people are still doing anything. All I know, I'm going to get it done. Also, I've got some grievances I got to air out. We're going to go ahead and air those out and also realize that not only am I angry, but I'm also broken about it. And and then not only yeah. in those broken not only, you know, those broken hearts, but also the, these broken memories. And, and 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 you end up with this idea of okay, so I'm struggling, I'm working through it, but I'm still in the palm of his hand. And like, if you, that, that's the message right there, right? I mean, if you want to put a (laughs) ministry behind this, the ministry is you don't have to have it all figured out. You're allowed to have grievances. You're allowed to be broken. But at the end of the day, he, it didn't surprise God. He didn't wake up. He didn't wake up on his throne and get, be confused because he had been sleeping. That's not the way that, that's not the way he works. So um, to know that you're still in the palm of his hand. And, and honestly, man, I'm so glad that you decided just to make some good art. Cause this is good. I've been listening to it on, on the repeat, dude. It's so good. I appreciate it, bro. It's so good. Run those numbers up, please. Yes. yes absolutely. <laughs> For sure. No, but to, to your point real quick, it, uh, I was listening to to one of the episodes, the the one that is titled um, "Yesterday My My Friend Died." Oh yeah, and in listening to that, man, like that's exactly basically what you were you were talking about, like your Saturday. And I'm listening to you talk about your Saturday, and and like I said before, like my hope through this project is like, you know, people relate, they hear something, and it encourages them because they know that they're not alone, and quite honestly, so many times on this journey and as I still travel it, because I'm still struggling with things like, you know, depression and everything else, like, uh, what is it called? Insomnia and stuff like that. Yeah. But, um, so many, so many points on this experience, I, I just felt like I was by myself on it. Like I was doing something unique or something, you know what I'm saying? But I was listening to the podcast episode and you talked about how, you know, um, you, you used to be with him. You used to be with him. And now, you know, things have changed and shifted and you're on your Saturday. But Sunday's coming and sometimes you don't know when it is, when it is coming. You just got to ride that thing out and just hold on. But it's coming. And like that was really encouraging for me because I'm like, you know, I want to be back at a place where, you know, I'm on fire and, you know, leading others, you know, to be on fire too and, and igniting others. But at the moment, like, I feel like I'm just in that Saturday season. Yeah. It's good. I think we, we've, we've all, all been there. Yeah. And that's the, th- I think that's the thing, the, the overarching message that, that you talk about, because I do think that people are going to listen and relate 
I just think they are because it's just, it's raw and vulnerable and real, but it's something that, that we, that we all go through. And I think, I feel like the church, I believe that the church is turning from that. You have to be this perfect Christian to listen, we all struggle, yeah, but we can all get through it, you know? And sometimes I, I, I think I've talked about it on the show before the end of 2018, I, struggled with some with depression as well. I went through a season about four or five months where I was in a really low place and I was isolating myself because <laughs> that's just what I needed to do. And so sometimes I think that and not that I not that I think that God was God gave me depression or anything like that, but sometimes I think that God allows us to to be stripped down into that lonely yeah. place. Because he has something that he needs to to teach us or or reveal to us, and he he uses that time. So, you know, I think everybody's been there. So I really, yeah. I just, I really love the message of of the the whole album. And like Seth said, it's a journey. We we go on yeah. a journey with you, and it feels like the journey's not over. You know, when you get to the end, but it's <laughs> it's kind of starting on this upward trajectory and there's, there's hope, you know, you end with hope and, and that's just, that's a great place to leave somebody is, is in hope. So, um, I, if it's okay, I just had some questions that were, um, not about the album specifically, but just kind of about your music career, I guess you could say maybe some, uh, as a musician, um, just some lighthearted, fun questions that maybe I should have warned you about so you could be thinking about them. But oh, you know what? Let's snap. just do it on the fly. Let's get so, it. So um, what is your favorite song? Okay, this one's not super lighthearted, but what's your favorite My song? My favorite on the song? E- on the EP, on your album. Oh, okay. Yeah, not, in, not in general. Song. I couldn't answer that either. <laughs> too, too much. In existence. Um no, so my favorite song on the album on the EP, um, "Broken Memories," it, yeah. it is. It's my favorite. Yeah, it definitely is. After that, probably like I'd be right there with you and Seth and uh, "Confessions of a Broken Heart." So, the "Broken cool. Memories." What um, what's your favorite song that you've ever performed? Whether it's one Ooh. of your own or if you've done a cover, what's your favorite song that you've ever performed? Uh, so off the train hard. Um, project i got this song called we don't lose and that thing right there <laughs> yeah like, I, I like throw water on the crowd and like it's just it's a good time <laughs> just <laughs> it's fun. a good just time fun. yeah yeah so we don't we don't lose that's awesome um who would you most like to collaborate with oh any Man. it could be anybody anybody in the anybody? world anybody anybody Anybody. I'll just say I'm available. (laughs) (laughs) Andrea, what's your schedule look like? Oh, yeah. Hey, you know what? I'm pretty free too. All right. That's the end of the show. We're going (laughs) to. Get out of here. (laughs) No. That's That's a tough question. That is hard. I know. Well, you, you can think about it. Well, you don't have to answer right now. You can think about it. I mean, I was going to say KB. 
But it's just like one of those things where I, I just don't, I don't know if I'm ready. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's KB, you know? So, but yeah, KB. We got to, you gonna, you gonna pull, play Armies. I feel oh. like you're looking up something on Spotify. You got to play Armies. Okay. He just released this new single. And that thing, oh, everything from him is like fire. Armies KB. Okay, here we go. Here just we go. KB. No, I know. I know. It just wasn't showing up. Sorry. God. Okay. My bad. My bad. All right. Shoot. <laughs> I know. Jeez. <laughs> I know how to do it. I can do it myself. I'm a professional podcaster. <laughs> All right. Here we go. Oh, please. <laughs> KB. Oh, here we go. Armies. <laughs> Good. There's gonna be. I wish I wrote awesome. that song. Yeah. Oh. I think so. Does, but by the way, I think so does he. Because I, I mean, Chris I Tomlin. Got <laughs> That's good. <sighs> All right, I'm adding that yeah. to my playlist. Y'all, y'all back off. Hold on. <laughs> you got to. All right. All right. Well, those are all my questions. <laughs> okay. I didn't know if there's something else. So. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I, I, could, I could see you looking at me. Mm-hmm. Uh, Appreciate it, Andrea. Um, all right. You guys. Uh, hey, Danny, you want to join us for a trip to the, the Babylon Beehive? Let's get it. Oh, no, not the bees. Not the bees. Ah! Baptists delighted they can now wear masks. At the liquor store. <laughs> Baptist believers are reported that they are utterly right. delighted to learn that they can now wear full face masks at the liquor store, preventing anyone from recognizing them. As soon as people started wearing masks in public, <laughs> Baptists jumped to the opportunity to cover their entire faces while purchasing beer, wine, and hard liquor. Um, <laughs> hey, uh, Andre, what's the difference between a Baptist and a Methodist? I don't know, Seth. You tell me. Uh, a Methodist will say hi to you at the liquor store. So um, <laughs> that's uh, that's this week on the beat. Oh, oh man! Not the beer. Not the beer. Dang! Ah! Hey, listen, I've never been to a liquor store, so I don't know what they're talking about. I don't. I think, but I think that if you wore a mask in there, what? Why are y'all looking at me crooked? You should be good. What? Excuse me. I mean, sometimes you, there's I wonder some, what they sell in there. Um, I, well, cooking wine is the only reason. I mean, I know that there's been times when you have to get like, uh, yeah, I'm a big foodie. So, so sometimes. Gotcha. Um, gotcha. Do you want to hear a funny story about time I went into a liquor store? Actually, I didn't go into a liquor store. I went into a wine store looking okay. for something literally to cook with. Like I, I went in because the recipe that I was I wanted to try had something in it. And the lady looked at me. I obviously was out of place. I was about 23 at this time. And the lady looked at me and she goes, ma'am, can I help you? <laughs> I swear, just like that. And I'm like, what? Do I not look like I belong here? <laughs> and then well, I asked her for this, whatever kind of liquor it was. Ma'am, ma'am, you carried your Bible into the store. 
No, I didn't. It just, it was all over me. <laughs> all over me. So anyway, I was thoroughly embarrassed. They didn't Ma'am, care what I needed. You're wearing anyway. a t-shirt that uh, is supposed to say Reese's, but st- still says Jesus. And like, you're... Seth, don't you do that. Don't you do that, Seth. <laughs> don't you do that, bro. So wrong. So wrong. I got some homies that like, make shirts like that. <laughs> Oh, oh well, I'm, no. Listen, I'm just saying that's how she knew that. Obviously, that witness wear worked out. It, my WWJD bracelet that I walked in like this. I got a homeboy that got a shirt that is the North Face logo, mm. but it says "Seek the Lord's Face." Boom! Yeah. <laughs> oh. That's pretty good. Where can I get one of those? I wouldn't know. <laughs> I wouldn't know. You're my oh, homeboy, though. No. Good. <laughs> but I'm not rocking it. <laughs> All right, let's let's get out of here before we get in any more trouble. Um, this week, church helpers from anonymous pastors. Uh, this pastor wanted to ask a question: Why is it that people who do the least complain the most? Oh. Dang. All they right. Got a lot of, they got a lot of free time because they ain't doing nothing. So they got all the free time to come up I guess, with complaints. I guess so. All right. Uh, that's a show. Yeah, it is. That's a show. But our thoughts and opinions are not the final word, dear listener. We would love to hear your thoughts and opinions about anything that we talked about today. But specifically, hit us up. What did you think of the art of pain? It's good. Um, I'm it's sorry, so I shouldn't good. tell you that, like, shouldn't give you your opinion, but I'm giving you your opinion. It, it's really good. Um, <laughs> it's good. We want to hear about anything that we talked about today. Yeah. Don't forget to like or follow or comment on all of the socials. We are at Dropping Sunday on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And as a reminder, for every comment we receive on Apple Podcasts, we will donate $1 to a charity or ministry. This month, we are sending a kid from uh, our youth group to youth camp. If you would like for us to petition, if you'd like to petition us to send one of your kids to youth camp, I don't know, hit us up. I'm not saying no, but I'm also not going (laughs) to say yes right now. You got to let us know. Yeah. And just remember the greatest compliment that you can give to us is to tell a friend to listen to this episode and then go listen to Danny's album and then come back and subscribe to our our podcast because we're going to be here again next week. And and then listen to Danny's album again and then listen to it again and then listen to it again. And as a fan of the podcast, it's it's hilarious. I love listening to y'all, man. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Danny's going to listen next week. Uh, hopefully you will too. But until then, this is Seth. This is Andrea. This is Danny Cooper. And this is Dropping Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> and I am Danny. <laughs> <laughs>